You're listening to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mir, this Tuesday afternoon. Let's turn to our first guest and topic of today. We're talking about dating during the pandemic. Now, in the last few months, many of us are talking about this new normal, whether it's working from home to online school classes. But what is the new normal for dating and relationships? To mull over this, I'm delighted to be joined once again by Alison Halixa, who's a psychotherapist and head of corporate psychology at OTMP MindWorks. Welcome back on the program, Alison. Thank you very much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you so much, Noreen, for having me as always. We are uh, streaming this interview onto the Facebook page as well. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3 is the page to go to. So feel free to join us there and, and weigh in um, on this conversation as well. So, Alison, I'm sure you've worked with uh, many people in the past. So uh, as a psychotherapist, uh, what do you make of this whole new normal for, for dating and relationships? Uh, and what are some of the concerns that you've heard uh, during COVID? Yeah, I think, you know, the pandemic has certainly changed everything in in the blink of an eye and dating is certainly not something that's been spared. So, you know, I think that there are some real challenges right now to dating. I mean, the obvious ones being that people are restricted in their movements, right? People have concerns over catching the virus. Um, People are having some challenges being able to read facial expressions, right, with the mask being on, if they're meeting in public. But you know what, on the flip side, what I'm seeing is just some amazing ingenuity and innovation with some of my clients. So people are really pushing themselves to no longer just lean on the standard dates that they might have just kind of um, have gone to, right? Like the dinner and, and, and the chat over the dinner, but people are being really innovative in terms of taking walks together or meeting over virtual platforms And the other thing that I'm seeing is some of my clients, even Maureen, with anxiety or social anxiety are now feeling more emboldened than ever to actually go out there and date. So I'm definitely seeing two two outgrowths from the pandemic as it relates to dating. One is, you know, people feeling like things are restricted and and feeling, um, you know, sort of boxed in by the lack of options. And then there's a whole other group of people who are feeling very innovative and very emboldened by this. Yeah. Which group should we start talking about first? Should we talk about the box-in group first or should we talk about the sort of the ones who are putting themselves out there more? Let's talk about the ones putting themselves out there more since the the ones who, you know, are deciding not to not to date Obviously, they're making a decision for their own reasons. But let's look at the ones who are choosing innovation. Yeah, good idea. Um, And you're absolutely right. We're seeing this group of people, sure, they may not be able to go out as often, but when they do get to spend time with their other half um, they're cooking more than ever or maybe they're spending time um, I was reading a lot of sort of online blogs and people saying um, uh, you know um, I'm, I'm staying in at home and I'm playing jigsaw puzzles and, and my boyfriend yeah. has you know sent me some jigsaw puzzles um, over courier and, and they're doing online puzzles together so there is that sort of um, uh, mindset where people are uh, putting themselves out there and, and spending more time with their loved ones. Um, are you seeing that with some of your clients as well as sort of more a creative ways of communication and spending time with their other half? Yes, absolutely. And I think, again, as people kind of move away from the comfort that was provided in the past, right, of, of dating people, meeting at bars or going to restaurants and doing kind of all the, the standard stuff, 
I'm finding that people are being really creative. And, you know, the desire, Noreen, to connect is probably one of the most powerful forces that exist. So no pandemic will ever stop that desire. And what we're seeing as an outgrowth with the creativity is just people saying, you know what, as I said, right, the choice is we don't date for now when we wait for a vaccine to, to make that possible again, or we start to look at what is possible. So whether it's board games, whether it's cooking together, whether it's hiking together, whether it's meeting over Zoom, um, people are really taking advantage and not waiting for, for a vaccine to determine when they're going to be able to connect with people. Yeah, we often say communication is is really key. Um, are we seeing people trying to better their skills for communication uh, these days? Because they're really forced, well, yeah, perhaps forced to really use, make use of um, uh, video chats or phone calls back to the old-fashioned courting, in a way, or letter writing. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. And I think, you know, sharpening the, the communication skills is really top of mind for a lot of people who are dating these days, right? So just kind of making clear what, what our feelings are, what our thoughts are, and what the pandemic has afforded us is just this tremendous opening to talk about things that are important to us, right? So really kind of sharpening that existential awareness and speaking to things that are important in terms of what we want in our lives, right? What do we really want from relationships? So I'm finding definitely there's a sharpening of the communication skills, um, but I'm also finding people just having a lot more real conversations and, and, and skipping a lot of the, the kind of more superficial stuff that has gone on in, with dating in the past. Uh, well, exactly, because it's actually quite hard to, maybe it's hard or maybe it's easy. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what your clients uh, have told you. I mean, how do you find a date during the pandemic when many people are sort of working from home and you don't have that regular routine yeah. of going out maybe after after work? Uh, where are people finding their dates these days? Yeah, no, it, it, that, it is challenging. So the dating apps, um, you've probably heard this, but, you know, they're, they're taking off like never before. So people are definitely swiping left, swiping right. I can't even remember which is which, but swiping somewhere to find the date. Uh, people joining online forums. So people who are really into baking or hiking or whatever they're doing, you know, joining online forums to connect with other like-minded people. I'm seeing also people connect with matchmakers. So just kind of putting in, a little, a little bit of money into finding someone, um, you know, through through using someone else's expertise, perhaps. And you know what? What I what I often tell clients is, pandemic or not, you know, if you want to date, if you really want to connect with people in a romantic way, tell everyone you know. Right? It's like when you're looking for a job, whether there's a pandemic or not. If if now is your time to start dating, tell everyone that that's what you want. Because you never know, right, who people might might want to set you up with. So be loud about it. Connect with the matchmakers if that's a possibility. Join the online forums. Uh, go on to the dating apps. And, you know, just continue to keep your eyes open and, and be proactive. Yeah. I mean, dating is quite hard anyway, 
with or without oh, yeah. the pan- pandemic. Um, how can we? And oftentimes we're relying on video interview, uh, video chats, or Zoom uh, yes. dates. So, how do you make a good impression, or how do you sort of maintain that connection and stay engaged uh, through the monitor with this added barrier? But it's also a way to connect these days. But how do you make yourself appear more engaging uh, for, for during a Zoom interview, uh, Zoom chats? Yes. So, you know, I think the first thing is just to make sure you literally have a good connection as in try to be, you know, try to try to make sure your internet connection is stable because there's nothing more awkward than, you know, asking people what they said or what they meant or, or dropping off the call, especially when we're trying to make that first connection. So first advice is very literal, which is try to ensure you have a good internet connection. The others are, other suggestions I have are perhaps a bit more poetic. So, you know, you want to, Noreen, I think, be aware of the surroundings in, insofar as being aware of who's who's around you during this call. So, in other words, if you're on a first Zoom date, you know, and your mother could possibly walk into the room and Zoom bomb the date, um, and you wouldn't normally introduce your mom on a first date, just be aware of how their movements might impact the dynamic. Um, also, just be aware that, and this is something we talked about a little earlier, of, of the potential for real conversation. So I'm seeing people just go a lot deeper sooner these days. So I'm not suggesting that, you know, when you sign on for your first call that you ask people incredibly profound questions, but just be aware that, you know, people are willing to go a bit deeper, a bit faster these days. And I think also just to see this as really a potential first step. So it's very unlikely that you're going to marry someone, right, you know, after one Zoom date, although I'm sure there are people out there who who are doing that. So just see it as a first step and also see it as, you know, a way for you if you do suffer from anxiety or you do have some challenges around dating, just to kind of ease your way into the process and to know that actually, you know, Zoom, as limiting as it can be for, for the obvious reasons, right, like the lack of physical connection, one of the great things it does is provides a clear boundary so that actually if the call's not going well, it's much easier to exit a Zoom call than it is a restaurant if you're on a first date. So think of it as, again, just, you know, the, the benefits, drawbacks, and some of the benefits really include seeing it as a first opportunity with not too much commitment, right? Zoom calls doesn't cost you a lot. Um, and if you want, you can use it as a bridge to go further, but if it's not going well, it's easy to exit. And from what I'm hearing from my clients, they're, you know, d- don't underestimate people's ability to be creative and to you know, even translate some of the phys- physical experiences they may have had in person onto the virtual setting without the risk of, of pregnancy or STD. So, you know, we make the most of it and, and we try to be as creative as possible, but obviously recognizing the limitation. Absolutely. And for those of you who may be living in the same city and, and able to go on physical dates, um, I've been reading some blogs and people have actually got this germophobia thing going on. They don't, oh, yeah. they, they don't like the physical contact anymore. They don't want to hold each other's hands. And there's that added um, barrier of lack of physical contact. Have you heard something like this um, before? And people not really pulling their masks down, um, yeah. rightly so. Um, but at the same time, it can pose a, an extra barrier when you're dating and trying to read somebody's expression. 
Yes, absolutely. And, you know, the funny thing is, Noreen, in some contexts, right now, we can be super clear with our physical boundaries. So even when I, you know, I'm picking clients up up in, in the waiting room in the clinic, and I can say, you know, I'm not allowed to shake your yes. hand, or I'm not allowed to touch you, I can be super clear and upfront, right? In the same way, maybe if you welcome people into the radio station, but with dating, people are finding this to be very awkward, right? Because the, the, knowing whether to touch someone or not, minus a pandemic is usually awkward. And now people are finding that they are having to choose between being very upfront or risking the awkward moment of someone physically reaching out to touch uh, him or her. So I'm just telling people, look, if you're very clear about your boundaries, your physical boundaries, just be upfront, right? To just kind of um, steer away from those those kind of awkward interactions. But if you don't know, then you have to just go with what your comfort level is. Exactly. That's sound advice. Um, and it's true. It's so awkward sometimes whether you don't know to shake somebody's hand on a first date or go in no. for, for a hug or do you kiss somebody on the cheek. But now I think you can be quite upfront about, you know, boundaries because of <laughs> hygiene reasons. Yes. Absolutely. And I think that it's, you know, that's one of the, the very freeing things about the pandemic with dating is that some people would have had these boundaries in place anyway, but didn't feel emboldened to express them. So it's just a good opening to say, look, you know, I'm not I'm not really comfortable with physical contact at this point, or I am. And, and how do you feel about that? Yeah. Finally, before I let you go, Alison, do you f- find that people are actually quite positive uh, during this pandemic uh, when it comes to dating and that they are finding ways to be more creative, as you pointed out, with the jigsaw puzzles, the cooking and and those who are sort of maybe not meeting for the first time, but have had several dates. They're actually quite comfortable in each other's company and, and actually just spending time connecting with each other. This time where, you know, usually maybe there are other distractions in place. Yes, I, I find, Noreen, that the most hopeful aspect of dating during the pandemic is there's no time to waste, right? And so when you're choosing to connect with people, you're really trying to connect in a much deeper way. So the people I'm seeing who are dating and connecting with people, much more profound connections, a much sharper kind of sense of what they want in their life. And people are just being clearer about it because they have that that clear existential concern right in front of them that life is precious and they want to make real connections. They want to make lasting connections. So yes, I'm feeling quite hopeful. Yeah. Well, I'm hopefully everybody out there is feeling hopeful and you know, it's a great time to meet people. There are online apps um, as Alison pointed out, but there are also other ways, meetup groups as well. Uh, hobby groups. There's, you know, it's quite if if you look in the right places, um, you, it's it's very likely you'll be able to find a date. And hopefully your time is now. And Alison, remind our listeners once again how we can find out more about you and your work. Have you got a website where we can visit? Yes, absolutely. So if you go, Noreen, to www.otandp.com, so that's otmp.com, you can find us here at MindWorks, which is the dedicated therapy clinic at OTMP. Excellent. Well, Alison, thank you so much for joining us once again. And we've been speaking to Alison Halexa, who's a psychotherapist and head of corporate psychology at OTMP Mindworks. Many thanks once again for your time today. Thank you very much, Noreen.